For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I'm excited to be talking baseball with you here on the show. And uh, you can probably guess what I was going to be talking about today, probably the second that it happened. You could probably guess what I was going to be talking about today. Uh, of course, I mean, postseason baseball is, is what there is to keep up on. One way or another, I'd, I'd be giving a little bit of an update on what's been going on around the league, but of course... We're going to focus in a little bit here on the St. Louis Cardinals being eliminated because, of course, that reminds us of our old friend Nolan Arenado and the saga continues, right? So I've talked about this a little bit leading up to it. I talked about this possibility coming into the postseason that they would essentially get swept, uh, not really be competitive. You, You could argue both games were competitive, but pretty brutal ways to lose, right? The first one, they're up late. They're up in the ninth, and they give up six runs and end up losing. Uh, Just an absolutely epic fail there. And as a part of that, Nolan Arenado missed a play, right? I can't remember if they actually ended up ruling that an error because he didn't get his glove on it. But absolutely a play he makes, you know, in the regular season, certainly 99 times out of 100, right? And the team was already down at that point, 4-2, and ended up losing 6-3. So you, you can't really say, well, like, that was the error that, like, cost them the game or anything, right? But he made a big blunder, as it were, in the middle of that mess. And so it's worth pointing out. And then in the second game, of course, you've got both guys, both MVP candidates, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado at the dish, Two runners on in the eighth inning. Ball over the wall. The Cardinals take the lead. Ball in the gap. The Cardinals tie the game. And both Goldschmidt and Arenado struck out. And Goldschmidt on a pitch that wasn't even close to the strike zone. And Nolan was swinging at everything. And it's almost worse that he missed kind of a, a hanging slider for the final pitch that was right there in the zone. Right there for the hitting, a mistake pitch, and he just and he missed it. He swung through it. He swung at a fastball, and it wasn't a fastball, <laughs> so he missed it. And okay, right. So so the Cardinals lose. The Cardinals get swept. Uh, I send out my snarky tweet that Nolan Arenado has won more postseason games with the Colorado Rockies than he has with the St. Louis Cardinals. Which, by the way, is m- more than anything else. Before before you reach any kind of additional thought or conclusions based on that. It's just a funny fact, right? It's just funny to point out baseball is full of these weird ironies, right? Where you'll have pitchers go. Um, and this happened just recently. I'm trying to remember who. Was it Ryan Helsley? Yeah. Pitcher will go and he'll give up 10 or 11 runs all season. 
And then his first postseason game, he gives up four or five, right? And it's and it, in in one inning. And it's always worth noting stuff like that because it's weird. It's random. And baseball is full of these things where you would think, you know, of course Nolan Arenado would have more wins with the St. Louis Cardinals in the postseason, a, a team with legitimacy and and who regularly appears in the postseason, has postseason experience and success, a much better team, right? A much better organization. And they are all of those things. What I think is really funny is, of course, I had, I had a few people trying to kind of get on me about this and and act as though I was trying to say that somehow there's some universe in which the Colorado Rockies are better than the St. Louis Cardinals when it comes to general competition, which is, of course, not anything that any reasonable person believes. That's not the conclusion to reach here, right? Oh, I'd rather be a Rocky than be a Cardinal. Like, obviously, if your goal is to get to the postseason, is to play meaningful baseball, you're much more likely to do that on the Cardinals than you are a lot of other teams, not just the Rockies, right? But when you're on... The Cardinals, the Cubs, the Yankees, the Dodgers, now I guess the Rays and the Astros, those are the teams that are going to be in the postseason every year. So, of course, no one is arguing that any great player should prefer playing on the Cincinnati Reds or the Colorado Rockies or the Milwaukee Brewers or any of these other teams, you know, that are sometimes close or sometimes not, but just aren't regularly fixtures in the postseason. The Cardinals are one of those teams. Fair enough, right? No, no one's making that point. In fact, in as I was saying, inherent in the observation that Nolan has won more postseason games with the Rockies than with the Cardinals is a tacit admission that that's bizarre because he's already, you know, he's only been there two years and he's gone both times, right? Lost in the wild card game to the Dodgers last year and lost now in two wild card games to the Phillies. So. With the Rockies, right, it was a loss in Arizona to the Diamondbacks, a win in Chicago that he didn't really contribute to a ton, but worth pointing out for the sake of the conversation, and then three losses at the hands of the Brewers in the NLDS, the only time that he's played in the divisional series still here with the Rockies, right? Funny. Weird. Just you, you wouldn't expect it other than knowing the general chaos of baseball and as some people pointing out, you know, grass not always greener and stuff like that. And let's not mistake that. The grass is greener. Grass is absolutely greener as far as competitive baseball in St. Louis versus Colorado. But, and and here's the overarching point that I think is, you know, was my second thought that I didn't really get to that some people were kind of debating on Twitter a little bit. But my real conclusion here is simply to say this and I think the reason this tweet is resonating with people now and and it wouldn't have a year ago or a year and a half ago there the second Nolan Arenado was traded battle lines were drawn and it was Nolan Arenado on one side and basically the entire Rockies organization on the other and I think a lot of fans felt like they were forced to choose sides. And it was very, 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 very easy to choose the side of Nolan Arenado. Superstar athlete who you love playing, whose jersey you bought, who you had a kind of day-to-day relationship with because you watched him play all the time. You cheered for him for years. And you had this relationship. Great player, right? And the Rockies are the Rockies and have all of the issues that we know and all the terrible things that... 
Dick Momford has said or, or that Jeff Breidich did or, or whatever, all of that stuff, right? So there was nobody who was going to choose the Rockies side over Nolan Arenado. And quite frankly, people like me who were a little bit in between here of saying, and I said this at the time and caught so much flack for it, the Colorado Rockies are not supervillains. And Nolan Arenado is not a superhero, right? He is not beyond reproach. He is not above any criticism for the way he handled the situation as well. And I, quite frankly, took a lot of hits, personally and professionally, for coming out early on when I knew some of the things that were going on behind the scenes and some of which that came out more publicly. Nolan Arenado, and and this is the point, he put this target on his back. Where a guy like Trevor Story had plenty of issues with the organization and even voiced them out loud at once when he didn't get traded at the deadline. He called up a reporter and said, I don't like that. But Trevor Story didn't have anything to say after he left about the fans not giving him a standing ovation. Trevor Story wasn't sending out videos of himself to other teams trying to angle his way onto a better organization. No, uh, Trevor Story wasn't creating a toxic clubhouse environment for a couple of years, essentially asserting, you guys aren't good enough for me. And there were a lot of people locally who tried to pretend like it was about something else, that he wasn't really calling out his teammates. But that's what he did. That That is just the logical conclusion of what he was saying. And the paper of record here in town, by the way, a year and a half, almost two years after he's been gone, basically came out and tried to make that argument for him and say, the headline was literally, Nolan Arenado was too good for the Colorado Rockies, right? We talked about it on this show when it came out. That was the premise. You're too good for this town. You're too good for this team. And you're too good for these fans. And I've talked before about how I don't think, and and their traditions or their lack of traditions. You want to go someplace where the fans have deeper traditions okay fine but you put a target on your back when you say i'm too good for this i deserve better when it's not a team thing when it's about what you deserve you deserve to be in the postseason and again there are a lot of local media folks who absolutely backed him up on this and still are and are basically saying yeah Nolan Arenado did deserve to get out of here. He shouldn't have been stuck on this joke of a franchise, right? So when you do that, I am sorry, but you put a target on your back to then be able to back it up. If Nolan says, I deserve better than this, I'm better than this, and he goes somewhere else, and he wins the World Series, or he experiences a lot of postseason success, which still could happen, by the way, then all you can do as a Rockies fan who's maybe a bit upset at the way that he left, and there are plenty of those people, by the way, no matter how much the media likes to pretend they don't exist, there are plenty of people who were mad at the way that Nolan Arenado left, who recognized that if, you know, any like young, brash NBA player had done the same thing that Nolan had done, he'd been labeled a prima donna or a diva, right? That... Just because people hate the Rockies so much, Nolan was able to get away with a lot of behavior that would otherwise be seen as pretty clearly not cool. Just not cool, man. 
But, and again, it was justified this way to me. I, I had this argument in the press box and on shows and with other people in the media, and they would always see it from Nolan's perspective of, yeah, he's got to think about his legacy. He's got to think about him. He's got to think about what he deserves, what he's earned, and he shouldn't be wasting his incredible once-in-a-lifetime career on this joke of a franchise, right? As if Todd Helton and Larry Walker wasted their careers by playing here. Carlos Gonzalez and so on. They all wasted their careers. And Nolan Arenado, they said, doesn't want to do that. And so he went somewhere he knew he could win. But here's the problem. When you do that, you better do that. Hadn't you? That was a small sample size, but when he was here, Nolan didn't hit much in the postseason, did he? I, I had called him, I'm the guy who dubbed Nolan Arenado the king of clutch, right? Early on. And in the regular season, his numbers with runners in scoring position continue to be remarkable. It, it, is, it is incredible that he has this knack for driving in the run when it's at second base or first whatever, getting the RBI, a stat that a lot of people don't even like looking at anymore. But he's absolutely got a knack for it. And he goes hunting for it. He's told me as such many times. But in the postseason, that clutch gene simply has not been there. He's batting a buck 40. One home run, it was in that Arizona game, when they were down big, remember after John Gray had kind of gotten beaten up in the first couple of innings. And so Nolan hit a home run. I can't remember exactly, but it made it, it went from like an 8-2 game to an 8-4 game, right? And that's it. That That is basically the extent of his postseason offensive production. No ribbies since. Nolan Arenado has one hit in the postseason since leaving the Colorado Rockies. You know, that's exactly one more hit than the Colorado Rockies have. With zero postseason plate appearances, right? So not only has he not yet experienced the team success that almost certainly should have come with him going to the better franchise and organization. Oh, and by the way, the weaker division absolutely must be pointed out that had he been playing in the National League East or West, the Cardinals would not have won their division this year. And he'd still be talking about having never won the division. It was only by an act of circumstance that he got into one of the weaker divisions in baseball. The only division whose winner had fewer wins was the American League Central, and that was just by one game. And the teams in that division are incredibly non-competitive. That's 10, 20, 30 extra games against you know the Pirates and the Cubs where the Rockies are playing the Dodgers and the Padres in those games. So... 93 wins in the National League Central is basically equivalent to 87 wins in the NL West, which is, you know, <laughs> may or may not get you to the post. Again, that was the thing that he, that wasn't good enough for him. Remember, that wasn't good enough for him. This Rockies, this Rockies team was making the postseason with him. But that wasn't good enough. Just making the postseason here wasn't good enough. Not winning the division. So, okay, they won the division on technicality. He moved to an easier division. I mean, he did win the division. So, okay, if that was your goal, fine. You know? And interestingly enough, I don't think he's going to opt out 
But I think it's because he doesn't want to further this notion. I don't think he wants to give people the real indication of like, yeah, he's a ring chaser, right? That that it, it starts to get a little bit more negative if you opt out at this point and go and sign with the Dodgers. Then people start to go, now, wait a minute. We all understood that the Rockies weren't good enough for you. The Rockies aren't good enough for anybody, according to most people. But the Cardinals weren't good enough for you. How How good do you think you are, Mr. 140 in the postseason with two ribbies and basically no other production and a, like I said, a key defensive mistake in one of those losses. And like, uh, you know, how, (laughs) how much are you owed? How much do you deserve? Now I said a couple of weeks ago, this is absolutely true, by the way, that had the Cardinals gone on to win the whole thing, I'd have been very happy for Nolan Arenado. He always treated me with respect. I always enjoyed talking with him. But there are a lot of people who recognized when he left, right when he left, that he had done so in a way that was really not cool. And those people, myself included, were basically harassed for suggesting that that was the case. Because the only reasonable position at the time was just to hate on the Colorado Rockies. But I've seen the shift now and people going, why not both? We can still hate what the Rockies did and that Jeff Breidich poisoned that situation and that they ultimately ended up seemingly choosing their own culture or their own front office or their own weird whatever over the superstar player, right? But the superstar player demanded a trade. Fact. He sent video of himself to this other team when he was still on the Rockies. Undisputed reporting. Whether or not that's a fact, it's undisputed reporting. No one has ever come out and said, no, that didn't happen. Uh, in fact, that's something that Adam Wainwright admitted. So it's un- so it happened. Plenty of other things that I personally witnessed and, and things that have been said in public, his comments about not getting curtain calls, all of this stuff. Right, And again, people could be racing to, to say, well, but Drew, you're only making all of this argument because you want to paint the Rockies in a, a better light, and so you're just painting Nolan in a more negative light to do so. Well, why am I not doing this about Trevor Story, John Gray, or any number of other people that have left the organization in the 10 years I've been covering them who weren't exactly happy when they left? You know, the Troy Tulowitzki situation was interesting. That was one where I think there was some blame on both sides. I talked about it. Uh, and and that, that was a very similar situation where I was very upset at the organization for what they did. But I still had to try to analyze the trade. And I still had to try to recognize, you know, the culpability of Troy Tulowitzki in certain situations. Um, but that was a little bit different because a lot of the fan base at the time was of the strong opinion that Tulo and Cargo needed to be traded, right? That that was a big, we need to blow it all up, where, you know, this Nolan thing was different. But that's very much the point, is that every situation is different. And when you just look at the case of Nolan Arenado, and the things that he said and did in the run-up to leaving here, To put it another way, he bought a lottery ticket on himself. 
right? A lot of we, we call this betting on yourself a lot of times in sports, right? If you're gonna maybe take the the one year deal instead of the five year deal because you think you're gonna be fantastic next year and then you're gonna it's gonna pay out even bigger on your next deal, you're you're betting on yourself, right? And when you engage in the kind of behavior that Nolan Arenado is engaging in to get himself off of one team and on to another, which again is looked down upon in almost any other situation in professional sports when a guy does that. It's almost always viewed as prima donna behavior. And that's exactly what he did. He just forced his way to the team he wanted to play for, right? And he got what he wanted. So when you get what you want, and then you still can't get what you want, as it were, right? You don't get the end result you want. You got you got to be on the team you wanted, but it's still going out in the first round, losing in the wild card. You can you say they won the division, but they lost to a team that came in third in theirs. So so how much did winning the division really make like I said, how much of that was really about being on a much better, much more capable team of a division winner that's a legit and, and how much of that was just being in a weaker division and you go down to a team who's in a much tougher division. And losing both games. And with both MVP candidates with an opportunity to win the game. The point is, that's baseball. To quote Harry Ralston Black. Of course, you're going to have more bites at the apple, as they say, right? More swings of the bat, more chances. If you're on the Cardinals, you're probably going to go to the postseason more often than not. That's just how it's always been. Regardless of what you do or don't do, and Nolan obviously had a great season, bad postseason, great season, MVP candidate, but how different, you know, is it really? You're you're not on any one of those teams that, you know, regularly don't make the postseason. But I often wonder about, and, and not just with Nolan, about the whole idea of ring chasing in baseball in general, right? Are you never going to be happy till you're on the Yankees or the Dodgers? And then, of course, the irony of that is the Yankees and the Dodgers don't win every year, do they? About half the time, the best team in baseball wins the World Series. Maybe closer to a third of the time, the best team in baseball on paper wins. They're almost always in the postseason. Your Yankees, Dodgers, those teams are going to be there. But as we've seen so many times, like, I hope it's, it better be the Mariners. Go Mariners. Look at them go. Look at the go Mariners go. That comeback was incredible. Right? The Mariners could win the World Series this year after having not been in the postseason since 2001. Whereas the Dodgers only have the, the Mickey Mouse championship since 1988. Right? They've only got that, that weird 2020. Oh, I heard the players call it something. I was there in the last homestand, and I heard I heard them refer to that season as something. I was like, I should should remember that. But even the players talk about it like, oh, I think they called it the COVID Cup. Yeah, I think I think that's what I overheard somebody say. So you know, the Dodgers got that COVID Cup. They don't even view it as like a normal World Series, right? So that's the irony of it. You can put yourself on the best team, the most prestigious team, the team with all the traditions and the histories and the two first round, first ballot Hall of Famers who are retiring together on their, you know, farewell tours right now and the fans and the standing ovations. But I saw the best fans in baseball, quote, 
walking out. I saw him walking out just like everybody else when they got scored six times upon in the ninth inning. And and that right there, that phrase, actually, that, that's the perfect macrocosm of the Nolan Arenado situation, right? I'll use the same phrase. You put a target on your back. You call yourselves the best fans in baseball over and over and over again. People are going to be critical when you file out early. If you call yourself too good for, I'm better than, I deserve, and then when the heat is turned up and the lights are the brightest, you're nowhere to be found, and the team's loot, yeah, the heat's going to be hotter on you. The lights are going to be brighter on you. The criticism is going to come your way. And honestly, criticism of great players when you lose is going to happen anyway. But when you're so insistent about what you deserve and what you've earned and what you have forced your way to, again, you're calling it's the he's the baseball player equivalent of calling himself the best fans in baseball. And when you do that, people are going to be hypercritical of your performance. Which was not good. And to this point in his career, and he may technically be now on the second half of his career. And of course, a lot of this is the fault of the Rockies for not making the postseason for a long time. But right, he's getting to that halfway, maybe, maybe even into the second half point of his career. But he hasn't been good in the postseason. At some point, you got to look at yourself and say, what can I do to make it better? And for me, I think that was always the biggest frustration I had with Nolan Arenado. As great as he was, as incredible as he was on the field, he could oftentimes not be a great teammate. And in these big moments, when, when it was really important for him to show up and play well, whether we're talking about July of 2019, where they could have been buyers and they could have kept the team together and they could have gone on a great run and maybe salvaged that version of the team. But instead, Nolan had the worst month of his career. The Rockies had the worst month in the history of their franchise. And instead of buying probably Marcus Stroman at the trade deadline, the whole thing fell apart. Right? Or there's the 2020 campaign where the team got off to a 12-3 and start. Charlie Blackman was hot. Uh, Trevor Story was hitting well. Nolan Arenado played through an injury after after calling out his own team. This was after the disrespectful comments. He'd come out and made this huge mess, a huge media storm, killed the vibes in the clubhouse. Then the pandemic hits. They play the short season where the Rockies are actually going well. Most members on the team are going well, but Nolan Arenado is playing terribly, and he tanked the team. And that was his last season as a member of this franchise. So when you do stuff like that, you know, when, when, when you make a big deal out of other people not showing up and then you don't show up, that's brutal. That's what it is, right? And so... Yeah, I think there's just more and more people in Colorado or, or around this team sort of, I don't want to say waking up to the fact that, but, but just getting sort of past the original raw emotions of him getting traded and, and having hated that that happened. And look, you should still hate that that happened. It still sucks. Um, but in recognizing that he played the most important role in making that happen, he demanded the trade. 
he reached the conclusion that the Rockies weren't good enough for him. Simple as that. So now he's on the Cardinals, and I guess maybe the question is, is he good enough for the Cardinals, for the history and tradition of the Cardinals? He's never going to be Albert Pujols. He's never going to be Yadier Molina, right? He's never going to be Bob Gibson or Stan Musial, right? So now he basically has to win the World Series at some point. Otherwise, a lot of the... A lot of the talk is going to seem really, really, really ridiculous in hindsight. So those are my thoughts on that subject for the day. I'll have more postseason baseball chat for you, of course, over the next couple of days and weeks as they continue to play ball games out there. Let me know if there's anything specifically going on uh, that you're interested in. Obviously, this particular thing had a little bit more of an interest to us here locally. But uh, there won't be a ton of that. With Unfortunately, Tapia almost got your, your walk-off hit last night. Could have been a hero, but no no, no Tapia talk and, and no more Tapia, unfortunately, in the, in the postseason. So uh, we'll find some former Ottavinoas out there the other day. But we'll find some former Rockies. But uh, just generally keep watching the baseball. Let me know what you think out there on Twitter and the Discord. You can always hit me up. Otherwise, I can only ever ask that you continue being absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.